0: Welcome back to episode forty-one. Really? of coffee and Christ. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm pretty confident, actually. 40. Pretty I, confident in that number. Well, I could. I can't remember if it's forty or forty-one. Uh, forty, we've already done.
1: I'm gonna like keep a little a little tally. You okay. know what? I'm gonna go ahead oh, and do it on my notes. We're gonna scroll much. down here. You say that every week, and you're not gonna do it. hey okay, ready, ready, ready! It's gonna happen right now. This is indeed episode 41. 40. So the next one will be 42. That's yeah. right. I'm glad you Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's if we get it done with the rest of this chapter, which we should. We should. We don't have too much left. I think we'll be just fine. We'll zoom through. No zooming. Without without okay. skipping any good yeah, stuff. Spo- we'll be fine. (talk
0: hastily) I don't do well talking hastily. <laughs> My words get jumbled. I swear. It sounds like I'm reading backwards slur a little. Through the eyes of
1: a dyslexic raccoon. <laughs> hey, you leave raccoons out of this. That was too far. Good well done, uh,
0: Tell us about your week. It's tell us a, what
1: you've done and what you've accomplished. It's been a good week. I, uh, a good thing I've accomplished is I found, speaking of raccoons, a TikTok page filled with this raccoon named think it's Todd but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to double check that okay. But the whole thing is like this it's a pet raccoon this this person has and the whole thing is him that's nice it's adorable I think it's the cutest thing you know picking up food you know they are cute you know, their hands are their hands are cute Those washing are his hands and like smiling and wearing like he'll have like a hat on or something that's you know? cute um but besides that I got to spend some me time in the car Yesterday, that's true. <laughs> you did. I had to go to Jackson, Tennessee, which is about three hours and some change from here. So got to listen to some podcasts, and, and that was about it. I mean, and then went to the Chamber Gala uh, Tuesday night too. Was it was fun. fun. There's a lot of people there. Was a lot of people. It was a lot fun. of professional. Good, you know, just a lot of people in the community. So that was, that fun. was fun as well. Good food. They didn't really talk much, but, you know, we're not the outgoing bunch. That twice-baked potato was... Yeah. We kind of, like, stay in our little group. Yeah. We would see people and we're like, Shh. if they come to me, I'll say something. <laughs> Otherwise, we were we just stay seated. So, the twice-baked potato was phenomenal. Those donut holes by our house were awesome.
0: I can't believe that's what you're commenting on right now. What do you mean? Like, the juiciest steak ever. That was the chicken. True. The, the steak the butternut was squash, really good.
1: cubes. That that wasn't right. good. <clears throat> what was it? That was sweet potato. Oh, whatever. It was still good. I <laughs> thought that was
0: <laughs> whatever it was. I it did was really did for you. It was divine. I don't know what it was, but it, it was uh, good. It's, Sorry about that. that was sweet potato. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not focused on the Rouse donuts because the Rouse isn't the best place in Google to get donuts, but the food was wonderful. We're just having this little debate and of Rouse versus Big O donuts in Cookville, Tennessee. And my vote is Big O's. I don't I just like their donuts better. I'm sorry. Now Rouse is great. I love Rouse. But I like Big O's better. That's
1: what I think. I haven't had Big O's in forever.
0: Yeah, so the child coming across from me that's been making bodily noises with his mouth hasn't had it in a while. So what can he say? Nothing. Until you try it. When was the last
1: time you had Big O's donuts?
0: I mean, it's been a while. I okay, when was the last time you had Ralph's? The other day, because it was yeah. free. Yeah. Because it was free. Someone brought us donuts. I'm not going to turn out any free donuts. <laughs> but I'm just saying, just give him a shot. I'm not this You're a bandwagon... One. Ralph's fan.
1: How am I a bandwagon Ralph? Because
0: you've not I've not had big O's in
1: years. Okay, then you're a bandwagon Ralph's fan. Well if you like them. When was the last time you had Little Caesars Pizza? Mm. Okay, that's that's the same correlation. Between little Caesars and Domino's That's a false 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 correlation. No, it is.
0: It's not. It really is. It's not.
1: I've, I've had, had big O's. I just haven't had them in a while. Same for you. Mm-hmm. I've had it and within the I last know four enough, or five months. I know enough to know that Ralph's is better. I'm not dissing bigos, but I know enough to know, to know, to know, the no. That's hard to beat those butter twists.
0: It is, and I agree. The butter twist from Ralph's, 10 out of 10.
1: Or their blueberry cake.
0: 10 out of 10. I agree. I'm giving them the best rating possible. But I'm just saying that the cinnamon roll. The apple fritter. The donut cinnamon holes. Cinnamon roll. They're they're just... They're unmatched. Two big O's.
1: Cinnamon roll. Unmatched. Allergic to cinnamon. I know you're not. <laughs> that was quoting game plan. So... Well, it's, well, it's whatever. It's whatever. There's bigger fish to fry.
0: You're the one that started it by being a child. You were over there going... <coughs> I
1: said I liked their donut holes, and you were like... <gasps>
0: Because it's better. No, no, no! I started out with saying you started it. Let's rewind the tape.
1: <laughs> I think we should because I'm pretty sure said... I said I liked the donut holes. Okay, we'll be back. Are we live?
0: So after further, review, we're back. After further review and Jackson taking this way too far, you're the one that's paused it. We I... wanted to
1: rewind. Who took this far? I was
0: incorrect. Mm-hmm. Whenever I said he provoked it. I had a lapse in memory of thirty-five seconds into the, the past mm. and I was wrong. Mm. However, the way that he handled it was provocative and loud, is all I'm saying. But I'm wrong, and I'm
1: sorry. I do not do not accept. That's real fault.
0: <laughs> we talked about that on here before. As a Christian, I've done my duty. So <laughs> Who okay? Anywho, your week. weak. You're, I don't know. Turn. I don't know. It is your turn to speak. I'm flustered for the way you yelled at me.
1: Yeah, I kind of made him cry. He's kind of wiping away. His I'm not breath. crying.
0: <laughs> I'm literally unbothered. I'm unbothered. Um, uh, my week has been good. I did get some subpar donut holes um, last night at the gala, but it's been great. You got a busy. Hook. I I've not looked at it. The thing is still in the truck. I found but, the
1: um, the flower fly. But
0: we got this, our keynote speaker, I forgot
1: her name already. Teresa something done. I think it's Williams. I might way wrong.
0: She was our keynote speaker, and it was great. And, um, she is the CEO of WIN, W-I-N, WIN Learning. I've never heard of it before, but it sounds great. And the way she talked about it, it sounds like it's very popular. Yeah, so, um... But she gave us this book, and it was really cool. I've not read it yet, nor it's, it's still in the truck, but it, it's still cool.
1: It's a kid's book, but it's quite elaborate for a kid's book. Me and Ty
0: were glancing at it last It has a lot of nursery rhymes and yeah. stuff like that in it, which that's neat.
1: Um, I was looking. I can't find her.
0: But Idiot. Yeah, we booked our... We're going to Charleston next week, so we booked that that's trip. Right. That's that's a good... I'm excited about that. Well they vacay. Jackson's obviously not, because he didn't mention it, but I will mention it. And I say I like we're not gonna bring it back up. The debate that shall go unnamed. And you brought it back up. <laughs> I didn't you don't know what I brought back up. I it was the debate that remained unnamed. The big O's versus Rouse debate. Which will go on for probably the rest of my life. But um we're going to Charleston next week. Just just to go. Yep. Just to go. It'll be fun. I've never been before. It's really fun. So I'm gonna go eat in good places. Sit so on the beach if it's not too cold. Maybe it'll be good. Ah, it should be fine. Man, should not? I'm not, probably not gonna get
1: in the water. I think East Coast. Coast is usually. Is pretty, it warm? And then it's usually colder. Oh, actually no, because the Gulf is warm, like warmest. Pacific is whoa. Yeah. Burr.
0: Are we going to the Pacific? No, we're going I know to the I knew that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew that. It's the Atlantic but not the Gulf of Mexico though. No, right. that's Panama. See, I've always only gone to the Gulf of Mexico.
1: See, that's warm water. That's, that's why like, we're changing it up. Usually, East Coast is like it's colder, and I would say that I don't. Know, I think it's appropriate to say like usually like surf more there kind of deal, mm-hmm. but. I, you know, don't take my word
0: on it. Well, my, my family, we go to the same place every year, so I'm just changing it up. We're good. I'm excited. Well, we went to Panama last year, two years ago, went to Seaside this past year, that was fun. Lots well, new. Seaside is really cool. We're going oh, back man, there this year. <laughs> we're going back to Seaside this year again, and it's going to be fun. Oh, good. So, same house and everything. That house was awesome. Oh, my budget.
1: <laughs> that's why we're going to Charleston. Yeah, I'm excited, though. Specifically Volley be Beach. It'll
0: be fun. I'm excited. So I'm going to sniff out some shopping.
1: See You're going to have anything. to. I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I really don't see. know like if there's any chain. There's, I know there's not on Folly Beach. It
0: doesn't have to be a chain. I'm, I'm okay with non-chain. Oh, well, there's some. But it doesn't have to be a American Eagle or Hobby Lobby. It doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be like that. that. It's like a shop. There's some shops. I enjoy browsing. There's like a surf shop. that's pretty cool. Uh,
1: yeah I'm into that well no it's not it's I'm not what it surfing. is dude. I'm
0: buying a surfboard
1: it does have surfboards I'm in not. it but it has a lot of other like surfing like type brand clothes or like outdoorsy clothes I would say like Patagonia and oh, nice and stuff like nice. that you nice know. and some other brands I didn't know of but it looked cool so we're going next week we
0: thought we were off for President's Day at work <laughs> and that's when we planned this trip but turns out we're not off for President's Day but we're gonna go anyway yep Anyway, even though I just told everybody. It's fine. So, yeah. That's my week, though. It's been good. Been a good week. So, busy, though. But that's yep. a good thing. That's okay. It's a good thing. My hands are frigid right now. You're going to have some busy weeks every now and then. My hands are very cold. My pockets. I don't have any pockets. I'm not wearing a sweater. I'm wearing two. True. But, anyway, that's our week in a nutshell. And. Uh, hear that water very well in the background. Yeah, it's gushing <laughs> it's right funny, now. But I, is taking your I will say, though. I will say this. In like two weeks, we should be recording in our studio. It's nice. Walls are
1: up. Air condition's going in soon. Mm-hmm. We're getting close. And
0: they're finishing the sheetrock on it now. Good. So I'm quite excited about yep. that. That'll be fun. Anytime now. So if you're ever a guest on Coffee and Christ, you'll get to come into our, our studio. That sounds pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, we're gonna upgrade. There's big things in the works.
1: Yeah, we're gonna get some like soundproof stuff on there. Yeah. And so, like, we're like legit. So.
0: so, whenever Jackson gets upset and yells at me over a debate that I made an honest mistake on, they won't be able to hear. And yet, you keep bringing it up. Sorry, I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt. <laughs>
1: all that. I'm just kidding. I'm not hurt at all. Actually, I'm unfazed. Unfazed. No tears so. were, have been shed.
0: The, the, the old hymn goes No tears in heaven.
1: But, no tears but in also,
0: Absolutely. no tears in my eyes right now, because I'm not sad at all. <laughs>
1: that doesn't have a good, as good a ring as no tears in
0: that What about no tears by, no, that's not the right song. Ariana Grande sang a song like that. I
1: don't know. She does, no tears. Well, I I, I agree with you, I just don't know. I think she does,
0: no tears. Right now, i a
1: bit. Yeah. I, no, I don't I have no
0: idea. No, I have no tears left to cry. Yeah? So I'm picking it up. Picking, then it speeds up from there. Yeah, now, but uh, is it called no tears, really? Well I'm gonna have to find out now. Hang on just a second. Then we'll get into it. <laughs> hmm.
1: It might be. I, I don't Oh know. it's
0: no tears left to cry. So oh, I left, oh, I left so the in the you yeah. know
1: it Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just sang that yeah, room. <laughs> Maybe as good as her, I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe as good as she did.
1: Pretty much. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'll do a remix of to that tomorrow. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Matthew chapter twenty-four. We went through the first fourteen verses. Um, kind of cut it short last time, but we're gonna pick up and uh, try to finish the rest of this chapter. It's a lot of uh, Jesus answering those questions um, earlier that we talked about. And um, verse, let me see, three. No, excuse me, three, yeah, three. And one was, uh, when will these things happen? Uh, and then the second question is, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of age? And that is the second question is more of what we're going to talk about now, um, with kind of the signs of what's going to be coming up for the um, the end of age. So uh, you go for it. Okay, right, you got this. I'm just going to read verse 15. That's it. Just to clarify some few things. And in 15 it says, So when you see the abomination and desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, and it has in parentheses, let the reader understand. And and this is important because we have to remember that this is written to the Jews. But basically, if you want to read more about this, it's in Daniel 9. And I think it begins at verse 27. But the whole book of Daniel... It's very very apocalyptic, which just means it's dealing with the end of time. It says a lot of prophecies and stuff like that. But this just basically means of he's speaking of the you know the destruction of the Jewish temple, and then the establishment of uh, the Antichrist, and we're and we're gonna look or false Christ, and we're gonna get more into that as we read. And you know the Jewish people thought this was already. Um, or later in, in the in future, they thought that this already happened because of the revolt of AD 70, which destroyed uh, all of that stuff. We kind of read that uh, in last podcast episode um, in just those few 14 verses. And then, uh, but Jesus is saying that, he kind of like clarifies that the complete fulfillment of this prophecy will be when he comes back. You know, the, the revolt and the destruction of AD 70 kind of foreshadows his second coming. So um, that's, that's kind of like where I wanted just to, you know, inform you just a little bit that it's not fulfilled. We're in it right now, and it's going to be this prophecy that he's talking about right here will be fulfilled when he decides to come back. But again, we're going to keep going. Verse 16, Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the ones who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in the house. And let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may be in the winter or on a Sabbath. And that's where I'm going to stop right there. You know, Jesus says this event that we just talked about in 15 is going to, you know, be a trigger uh, for all who know Jesus to leave the city. Remember, we're still talking about, um, you know, the temple being desecrated, you know, uh, he describes it as like an escape that is so urgent that you don't even have time to claim your coat or go down to your house and take your things. I mean, he even says that pregnant women who are caring for infants or anything like that, they're even going to be at a disadvantage or like, you know, quote unquote, way down because, you know, escape should be so urgent that that extra weight could be the matter of life and death.
0: Sorry about that. <laughs> I hit my microphone.
1: And so, Keep going. Um, a lot of this is just uh, very historical things, um, and so I'm just going to keep going. And in verse 21, oh yeah, excuse me, 21. For then there will be a great tribulation such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. And if those days had been cut short, no human being would be saved for the sake of the elect. Those days will be cut short. Then, if anyone says to you, "Look, here's the Christ," or "There he is," do not believe it. For Christ, for false Christ. And false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you before him, so if they say to you, look, he's in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lighting comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, the vultures will gather. And so, real quick, he follows with what's called the Great Tribulation, you know, Jesus is saying that there will be this most awful time in history, you know, after this revolt in eighty seventy there will be an increase of wars and just disputes against people, you know, and that, and, you know, we're still in the Great Tribulation, I would say that, because that's supposed to last till when he comes. Um, and, you know, Jesus says more specifically about the false Christ or false prophets. And, a lot is said about this in Revelations uh, 13 where he talks about the Antichrist. But, you know, because the world is reeling from disaster, you know, he's saying all these wars and stuff are going to be happening, like we've been reading, you know, intense persecution and stuff like birth pains and and how it's going to continue to go and happen, you know, it's going to leave us very interested in a Savior. And that's why he's warning us about this false Christ or false prophets giving people false false hopes you know and that's how like you know we're going to cling to something that makes us feel better if these false people are giving us false hopes but we believe they're true then that makes us feel better and we're going to cling to that and it, you know he even says in fact these people will even mislead the elect and elect usually just means us Christians and so he's just warning us throughout these first 28 verses about you know, the great tribulation, the the abomination and desolation, and then I think more importantly about all of this is those false Christs and false prophets. Uh, you know, we have a lot of great people who teach, but we have to also be very you know, what's the chapter or the verse where it says test the spirits. You, you know, you can believe everything I say, but I don't recommend it. I recommend going, doing your own research, coming up with your own opinions, and you know, conclusions about this stuff. You might interpret it totally different. Um, but those things all kind of add up to each other. But if you just took me for what I am, for what I'm saying, I might be leading you down a path. I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> but uh,
0: one thing, too, that, that I notice in, in specifically the last 28 verse, verses is, you know, Jesus is describing this event that's going to happen and all these things. But... But Jackson was talking about earlier about the followers and those who follow Christ and all this. You know, look at how he's taking care of them. Mm -hmm. You know, he's giving them every little detail down to the, listen, if your jacket's inside, don't go get it. Get out. And he's telling them this because he cares about them, because he loves them. And, you know, if we're true followers of Christ, we're studying the word, we're, we're obeying, you know, the gospel and becoming Christians and all these things... You know, God's going to take care of us. God cares about us. And Jesus, God's son, you know, God in human form is taking care of those people who are with him. Like, yeah, this is going to happen. That's unfortunate. But I want to make sure you guys get taken care of. You know, here's the signs. Here's what I want you to look for and um, and get out and leave. So he's not just leaving them hanging. He's not just saying, yeah, this is going to happen. Good luck. You know, it's hey, this 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 bad thing's gonna happen. Yes, I'm acknowledging it. Yes, I'm letting you know. But here's what I want to do to save you. Here's what I want to do to to allow you to continue living. And when we die, that's our option. You know, I'm not afraid of death. I'm not because I know that God's gonna take care of me. God's gonna gonna make sure that that I get my home in heaven. That I that I, if as long as I've worked hard and 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 been a true New Testament Christian, and I'm going to get the option to continue living. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. He said I get to live somewhere a whole lot cooler, I get to be in heaven in the presence of him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that's what he's doing with these guys here. He's just saying, hey, I'm just going to let you know, here's what's going on. Here's every single detail over the last 28 verses that I'm going to give you, and I want to give you the option to continue living. That's what he does for us. People who... Who truly follow Christ, you know, there's here here's a way for us to avoid eternal destruction. And what that's what he's giving them. Physical destruction is gonna happen around them. He's saying here here's the answer to, to flee and to continue living. And that's what he gives us. So continuing here in, in verse twenty nine, he says, Immediately after the tribulation of those of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the star the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Sorry, I had to get a drink of water. Um, then will, will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven and with power and great glory, and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the
1: four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. And so this is Jesus just continuing to answer the question of the signs of his coming. And, you know, at the time, the signs will, you know, they're going to be undeniable. You know, we're not... It even says right there that, you know, the heavens themselves are made to disappear. You know, 29 says the sun's going to go out. It's going to stop shining. You know, the the moon's going to go dark. The stars are going to fall, you know. And then out of this intense darkness, the world receives one final sign of Jesus' coming as a bright sign appears in the sky. You know, it's almost like the Lord turned off all the lights... So his son's the only one shining you know and, and then it just says right there that he's going to gather us and take us home
0: well he's setting us up for success mm-hmm. you know we have our entire lives to the same way he's setting up these people in this time and his disciples he's setting them up for success and saying, hey here's what you need to do It's kind of like when you go to, to a ball game or you know whatever any, any big event that you go to concerts, ball games, whatever like for example, I went to the UT game. I don't know, two, three months ago and I had a specific parking pass for a specific parking garage. And it's not like they just give you, number one, they may give you an address or they may just say, hey, go to parking garage A. Well, what you'll find when you're there is clear directions on where to go. So if I'm trying to get to parking garage A, well, there's probably gonna be at least three signs that point the direction where I need to go. And the last one's going to be really big that you pull behind a truck and it's going to have a big orange arrow flashing on a screen. It says, turn here, turn here. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Anytime you go to some sporting event, if you have spe- a specific place where you need to go according to your ticket, they're not just going to hang you out to drive most of the time. They're going to give you clear direction on where to go. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's talking but now he's talking about the coming of man. And he's giving us, you know, all these things, all these signs. You know, He's coming. He's coming, the sun um, will be darkened, the moon won't give its light, the stars will fall from heaven, and then the Son of Man will come. And so he's giving us, again, ample opportunity. You know, I'm going to give you life, I'm going to give you life, here's your opportunity, here's your chance, turn here, turn here, turn here. And it, it, you can't say that Jesus isn't truly trying to set somebody up for success. Because he is. And a lot of people, they think that, that Jesus wants to see them fail. No. No, go read Matthew chapter 24. See how he sets people up for success. And then he talks about us. The day that the Lord comes back. And I can't wait for that day. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. But he said, there's going to be some obvious signs that I'm going to give you that allow you to know me if you don't. And he, he's setting us up for success. That's a big deal. You know, You can't succeed unless you're set up to succeed. Mm-hmm. If you set yourself up for failure, you're going to fail. Jesus doesn't want that. He wants to be, he built an entire paradise for you to be there. And he doesn't want you to not be there. You know, it's kind of like you see this transition of like our lives, you know, especially young people, you go from, you know, preschool to elementary school, elementary school to middle school, middle school to high school, high school to post-secondary education if, if you choose to do that. And you see the progression. You know, if I miss four days and my chair is empty for 4 days in elementary school my my teacher is going to call my mom and say hey where where's where's Dylan at? Is he okay? You know and that's what Jesus is. He does there's a chair for you to be in heaven. And he's giving you ample opportunity to be there. And the same way like when we're in school our teacher misses us. She wants to know where you're at. It gets different in college.
1: Yeah. They really don't
0: care. Okay, but they miss you. They want you to be there. And that's what Jesus is. If he looks and sees, oh man, I gave I gave him every opportunity I could. I tried everything I could do. I don't know what else to do. And so that's what that's what he's saying here. I'm gonna give you all these signs because I love you and I want you to be exactly where you need to be, right? So we'll keep going in thirty two, but from the fig tree, um learned or Learns its lessons as soon as its branches becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see all these things, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So again, he's over and over and over saying you're going to know. Mm -hmm. The same way we know when the trees start to bloom, whenever it gets starting to warm up, it's spring, winter's mm-hmm. gone okay, it's, it's almost time to go to the lake <laughs> and so he's, he's saying all these things and we know like I'm not going to go to the lake one day and be like well I sure hope it's warm enough to go I know it is mm-hmm. because everything's blooming it's warm, there's no doubt mm-hmm. and that's what he's saying I said, I'm going to give you everything I just want you to know what's going on I want you to be there there is no lapse in communication with Jesus mm-hmm. none There's no gray area, there's no need to make assumptions, there is no lapse in communication with Jesus Christ, and he's showing us that. We we have many examples in the scriptures, but he's showing it, black and white, plain as day, in Matthew 24, here is what's going to happen.
1: And That's perfect, we're going to keep moving on to verse 36, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only, for as were the days of noah so will be the coming of the son of man for as in those days before the flood there were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day when noah entered the ark and they were unaware until uh, until the flood came and swept them away so will be the coming of the son of man So i want to stop right there real quick and he jesus is referring back to noah's day and his life and how he was saying, just as it is, it's going on and it's normal. You know, he says there's eating, and drinking, and marrying, and, and giving in marriage. And, you know, all these people are going on with normal, everyday life. And let's also not forget that in the days of Noah, it was marked with violence and terrible people. Uh, but, you know, they were warned. You know, they, Noah started to build the ark. They knew, you know, and then just like that, judgment came. You know, to those who ignored the warning... It came suddenly and unexpectedly. And Jesus saying, this is exactly how it's going to be. You know, the same as when he's coming back to take us home, when it's going to be the same exact outcome. You know, those who are unaware of the flood came, it swept them away. Those who are unaware that the Son of Man's coming are going to be swept away also in a different sense.
0: But here's what's awesome, though. We have no reason as to be why we're unaware. Right. No reason. Because it's what we've talked about over and over is, it's black and white, mm-hmm. and we as Christians, it's our job to make people aware, to make people aware of the love and the grace and mercy of Jesus. That's what—that's our purpose. That's why we're here. And so that's what he's saying that those that were unaware were swept away. Well, that was a result of how they lived. Mm-hmm. And this was in the Old Testament. It was before you know, right, right before the ultimate sacrifice is being given.
1: Yeah.
0: And after that, we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to be unaware. He doesn't want us to be unaware. Yeah. You know, and again, he's showing all these, all these signs, all these things, but saying, I love you. Don't perish. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what he's trying to say here.
1: And then continue on verse 40. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be uh, grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other one left. And therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day the Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in the in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would have not have left his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. And Jesus here, he's just continuing on with these, how we're going to be warned, but all of a sudden we don't know what it is, so we have to stay alert. We have to, like Dylan said, we there's no reason for us to be surprised because... We're staying prepared, we're staying you know, we have the, all these warnings that Jesus is continuing saying and you know, he's just saying these people are having normal daily routines, the men are in the field, the women are at the mill, and then, you know, all of a sudden one will be taken, one will be left, you know. And that's how it's designed to be almost. It's it's meant to be a surprise. And then he goes on and uses the example that a man who's guarding his house from a thief saying, If the man knew when the thief was coming, he could get ready. He could be ready you know in verse 44 jesus says that that it is uh that is exactly why the day of you know the resurrection has been left a surprise you know we're supposed to remain alert we're not supposed to know when jesus is coming back because then we could pitter patter along all the way to the very end and be like oh i think i need to get baptized and i believe you know kind of like just the last jump in almost kind of deal and you know that's how it's not that's uh, that's not how God intended he wanted us to stay alert you know all of these warnings to always heed the warnings know what's going to happen and to always stay prepared always striving to be better in our walk of life always striving to tell more people about him and just wanting to gather as many people as we can so we can all get to heaven you know that's how we're supposed to do we're supposed to stay alert
0: and as we continue in verse 45 here it says, um, "Who then is faithful and who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions, but if that wicked servant says to himself, "My master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and that an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth so going back to verse 45 it says who then is the faithful and wise servant who who we're talking about faithful christians here you know at that moment the one that is faithful and wise will be protected will be um rewarded for the things that, this ma- that the master has told us to do. Christians are the servants. Mm-hmm. Our master is Jesus. And so many people think, well, I don't have what it takes to be a Christian. I, I don't, you know, I've done too much in my life to, to be the, to be this wise and faithful servant. You know, there's a few things that we need to know in order to be this faithful servant. Okay, the first one is, we have to know that without Jesus Christ, we have no hope. Mm -hmm. okay without a relationship and I'm just saying not to know I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ if we don't have that we have no hope we have to know that we are sinful that we make mistakes and that we're not in charge okay that's the same thing we need to know we need to acknowledge that we're sinful people and that even though we have our best intentions in mind Sometimes it's human nature. We don't make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't make the right decisions every day. Okay? The third thing that you need to know is you need to become a Christian. You know, you need to have that and that ties in with the first point of knowing God, having a relationship with him. Become a Christian. Okay? Put on Christ in baptism. Okay? But that scares so many people because they think that they don't know enough. Okay? Two things you have to know. And it ties in with the first point, to be a Christian. First point, re, re, re. Ooh, I had to scroll. Get it? Go on. I had a stroke right then. Go on. Um, But I'm repeating the first point because it's important. To become a Christian, there's two things you have to know. Without Jesus Christ, I have no hope. And you have to understand that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You have to believe that. You have to believe the deity. You have to believe that he is God in human form. Mm -hmm. Okay? You have to believe that. And there you go. You know, so many people, I'm, I'm just not good enough. You are. Okay? It's okay. We're not going to earn our way to heaven. But you are good enough to become a Christian. Because... There's nobody too far gone to put Christ on in baptism. Mm -hmm. So you can do that. Now, we aren't good enough to get to heaven. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but you're good enough to get in the water. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you cultivate, that's a good word, cultivate your relationship with Christ the rest of your life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: If we can do that, notice I didn't say be perfect. Notice I didn't say never make a mistake. Notice I didn't say all these things. I'm saying you cultivate that relationship. You have open line of communication with God. You acknowledge it when you make mistakes. That's a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in the scriptures does he say you'll be perfect. Actually, he says you won't be perfect. But that's what you have to know in verse 45, if anybody's wondering. That's, That's what it takes to be a faithful servant. Guys, we serve the most amazing master. We serve him, should want to serve him day in and day out because of what he did for us. Okay, he doesn't ask for perfection. As a matter of fact, he knows he's not going to get it. But all he wants you to do is, is work for him for the rest of your life in every, in every aspect of your life. Put me first. That's all I'm asking and if we can do that, we are the faithful servant. And he's saying again in verse forty six, "Blessed is that servant. Blessed is he in whom his master has set over his household." Okay, and that's what's cool. You know, the servant back in back in the time, you know, there were I guess you call them head servants or whatever. There are certain servants who are over the household, mm-hmm. and in order for you to get to that point. You know, your master has to find favor in that person. And he's saying, I want you to be the servant over the household because I love you. That's why I want you to be that servant. And again, we just talked about the ways that we do it, the ways that we can find. And again, um, truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But and again, in verse 48, but if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed, we start losing faith in God. And begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drugs. He's he's bringing up all these things and he's saying, I don't expect perfection. However, I do expect you to follow my word to the best of your ability. And that's what he's bringing up here and talking about if we don't do that in verse 51, that we will have a place where he's weeping and gnashing your teeth. And obviously he's talking about eternal destruction. And so, so many people get this false, I won't say facade, but this false idea of, you know, I just can't be that guy. I can't be a Christian. You know, there, there's no use for me. That's a lie. That's, that's the biggest lie on earth. Because right here he's saying, I want you to be the faithful servant. Okay, and he's not just saying that. He gave us all the instructions on how. And if it wasn't clear enough, I even dumped it down to three points.
1: Be the faithful servant. It's not that hard. No, that's perfect. That's a perfect way to, in Matthew chapter 24, uh, that you know Jesus, if you have time, read Romans. Romans is Paul's fullest explanation of the gospel and how we are guilty and sinful people, but there's good news that Jesus became what we are so we can become what he is. And that's how we make it to heaven, through him having that relationship with him Uh, being the Christian that he wants us to be, being that servant that he wants us to be, following his rule and walking in his footsteps.
0: So have a great week. We hope that you do. We hope that you'll give us a listen to episode 41. And uh, keep up with our journey. So we hope you enjoy it. We hope it's been as fun for you as it has been for us. We're getting close. So, close. no tears up to cry. Ariana Grande, that's the <laughs> song of the podcast. <laughs> Have a great week.
1: See you, everyone. Have a you- good